0: This is where you come to hear tales of loss, redemption, salvation, perspectives, epiphanies, and self-evolution. Welcome, ladies and gentlemen, to the glory in our stories. What up T-Gosh listeners? Welcome to the latest episode of The Glory in Our Stories. We're all experiencing setbacks from the spreading of the coronavirus, but that doesn't mean we can't enjoy the solitude while it lasts. On this episode, we have Tara Washington, a powerhouse vocalist who talks about her inspirations, aspirations and life experience as a talented artist. Check it out. Well, good morning, good afternoon, and good evening. Welcome to the latest episode of The Glory in Our Stories. This is your host, Calvin William Pennywell, Jr. Uh, I am here at uh, Barnes & Noble um, interviewing my guest for today. Um, it is cold, and it is packed outside. Basically, Christmas in February, which you know what that means. tax season, so you all be careful. Um, These streets can be pretty wild. Um, today, the reason why I was intrigued I'm um, interviewing my guest, um, Mrs. Tara Washington, um, because I've been following her on Instagram. And I also follow you on Facebook as well. And the way that you promote yourself as an artist, um, the professionalism is very admirable.
1: Thank you.
0: Um, much respect for that. Um, a lot of people don't do that well, which could kill uh, their, their movement and progression. They can do something very, very well but the the promotional aspect and how you present yourself it goes a long way um the um the etiquette when it comes to um professionalism it it can make or break it absolutely so um but i i wanted to interview because not only can you promote yourself well but you can perform well thank you and having that duality um it's man it's 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 awesome Thank you. It was awesome. Uh, Another woman, not just a woman, but an artist that I saw that in personally was uh, Jill Scott when I got an (laughs) opportunity. Man. I
1: love Jill Scott.
0: Goodness (laughs) gracious. I went to see her perform four years ago Mm
1: -hmm. and just
0: blew my mind. Wow. Man. And we're so used to hearing artists sing this particular way Mm -hmm. when it comes to the albums. But I did not know she had that vocal range. I was like, you she... I'm like, I've been a fan, but I was truly a fan after mm-hmm. that. She truly impressed me. Um, but speaking of her, I see that you do admire her. What other artists actually do you um, love to listen to?
1: Um, I love to listen to um, Jasmine Sullivan. Yeah. Um, I love to li- I'm I'm like a, I'm kind of an old head. <laughs>
0: yeah. <laughs> so
1: um, I love to listen to people like Anita Baker, mm-hmm. Shaka Khan. Yeah. Um but I listen to newer artists as well, so um well newer than Anita Baker yeah. and Shaka Khan. <laughs> but like people like Joe Scott, India Irie yeah. um and some of my new newer favorites would um be like um Janae Igo. Oh I love her. Yes.
0: I love her. And her. Yeah. Now um, yeah. is one of my favorites, yeah. Man. <laughs>
1: <laughs>
0: yes. When I heard her, um, her first two EPs, because everybody had been talking about it for a while, mm-hmm. and of course she wasn't showing her face. Right, right. And I was thinking of this EP with just a silhouette. And I'm like, who is, who is this? Exactly. Seven, like six or seven tracks. Uh huh. And I'm like, wow. Yep. And her, uh, her writing ability. Crazy. <laughs> Man.
1: <laughs> Crazy
0: and it was because usually like I'm a I love hip hop music okay um, I'm, I've always been a fan of R&B that's my first love mm-hmm. but the thing about r- hip hop music is that you can listen to it and then okay I miss something like, let's right, do it again right. let's do it again with her album seeing that it was R&B mm-hmm. I had to keep listening to yeah. it because there was so many things that I would miss
1: yeah
0: and the, the ability to not try to sound like everyone else and just stay in your lane mm-hmm. and know what you're good at yes. and stick to your strengths yes. and know your weaknesses. Mm-hmm. She was like right there with those two EPs. I'm like I'm I'm coasting with her. Yeah. So yeah. And uh, Janae Yako. <laughs> um, I actually asked for one of her albums for Christmas years ago. Okay. Because she really intrigued me. Yeah. Man. Um, Nita Baker. That's my man. <laughs> <laughs> that's my girl that's my um, uh, what's his name kev on stage uh-huh met her and he posted a picture and i'm like i was so jealous <laughs> like that's the anita baker right the anita baker right um so when it have you always been a singer and if so did you get in the position where you had to uh, sharpen your craft throughout the years or just did this come natural for you <clears throat>
1: Um, so yes, I've always been a singer. I've mm-hmm. been singing since I was three or four. Um, mm-hmm. My mom plays piano, so um, In the church she was always minister of music, so I was always there sitting with her during rehearsals or you know singing in church choir whatever. Mm-hmm. Um, I do have a degree in music from Augusta University, nice. so um, I am classically trained. Mm-hmm. Um, it's definitely a gift from the Lord, so it was never a time where I quote-unquote couldn't sing Um, but there definitely um, over the years I have taken the time to perfect my craft or listen to people and try and imitate what they're doing or someone who has been a big influence is Trey McLaughlin Mm -hmm. Um, a good friend of mine who is like amazing (laughs) bananas Um, and so him being my friend we spent a lot of time together um, especially when I was younger um, you know high school right out of high school college Um, and so he's always like here sing this run Ah, whatever (laughs) and I'm like I can't do that (laughs) he's like yes you can (laughs) so you know imitating him and just being around musically inclined people Mm -hmm. um, him Arthur Chapman um, so, my, most of my friends, if not all of them, sing. Yeah.
0: <laughs> <laughs> so, we just
1: get together and we're singing. You know, we could just be in the mall or, you know, at church or ride in the car or whatever. And, you know, we're just kind of bouncing ideas off of each other. And, ultimately, that has helped me kind of get where I am. And I'm, I mm. am nowhere near even where I want to be. <laughs> People yeah. are always complimenting me. And, um, you know, I'm grateful. But I'm also... I have personal goals that I yeah. want. To, you know, I'm not quite vocally where I want to be. There's still some things that I'm I'm working on or want to work on. Um, but yeah,
0: it's easy for us to say on the outside. Like you, <laughs> you're there. You know, because <laughs> my uh, my fiance, when I first heard her sing, I didn't know she sang. Okay. Um, and when she did, I and even now I still get goosebumps. Wow. Because for somebody to do that mm-hmm. and to do it well, and I'm like how do oh my goodness and it's um and when and I know you do this I know I'm learning this um being in a in a, in a relationship with the vocalist you all would walk around and do runs just randomly and i'm like really and they're like oh, i'm just saying no no you're not that's not easy <laughs> that's not easy and I would hear runs every now and then i'm mm-hmm. like that that was so random and I bet you she couldn't do that the exact same right, way right. ever again and yeah. that's the beauty of it <laughs> um, I remember uh, I think it was this past Arts in the Heart last year mm-hmm. Trey had his band he was right. singing mm-hmm. and I was passing by and he was performing some Maxwell Uh huh. and I had to stop <laughs> <laughs> I had to stop and I was like bro you you killing it man yeah um, but having other artists in your inner circle it does help especially because you sharp iron sharpeners definitely iron, and having people there to challenge you right and push you forward is very very important yes um did your family play a part in this as well
1: um yes uh, kind of <laughs> so my dad is my biggest supporter mm-hmm. um self-proclaimed manager
0: <laughs>
1: um but he from day one You know, from the moment he figured out that I could sing or hold a note, (laughs) he was, you know, everyone he came in and encountered with, he was, my daughter, my daughter Tara, she sings. And you should hear her sing. You got to hear my baby sing. And so he's always, um, you know, pushing me and giving me ideas Mm -hmm. about, um, you know, what I should do next or what's a good move or, um, you know, sometimes I'm like... "Mm -hmm." okay daddy whatever but (laughs) but yes he is he's very supportive um anytime he can make a show he comes um especially when i was younger he was always looking for opportunities for me to sing and no matter what genre no matter you know where it was um he he always had that that long-term goal of me being a superstar and people hearing me sing and so he's still still pushing me every day
0: Yo, thank you all for listening so far. Keep tuning in as we take a break and be right back. Listen, most of us are bummed out because of the call for quarantine due to the virus. This pandemic is affecting our livelihood and ability to stay in close contact with those we love and care about. If we can, let's take this time for some self-assessment. Let's do some spring cleaning mentally, physically, psychologically and spiritually. Let's write in our journals, blogs and diaries. Let's read some books. Let's watch some movies, share some stories and partake of some well-deserved naps. I send my love to you hoping you find peace in the chaos. And now, back to the episode. Speaking of genre, what's your favorite? Oh,
1: I don't know if I have a favorite. Mm-hmm. Um I love so many. <laughs> 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 I I love I love gospel music mm-hmm. and what it does for your soul and your spirit, but I love like soul neo soul music. Mm-hmm. Um jazz is oh, like yeah. so like classy, like I just you know <laughs> Um I heard I'm, you scatting
0: once. Yeah. Once? Yeah it was accident. <laughs> <laughs> Which is the best part. That's the best kind. <laughs> um
1: yeah I do I love jazz. Blues oh, I love Etta James. She's my favorite. <laughs> um but I also love classical music, um, opera, mm-hmm. um, musical theater. I yeah. like them all. I don't have a favorite. <laughs> That's kind of <laughs> like asking a singer, "What's your favorite song?" Yeah. <laughs> I don't. I don't think I have a favorite. Um, yeah.
0: Is there anyone that you haven't explored yet, personally?
1: That would probably have to be like punk yeah.
0: rock. <laughs> <laughs>
1: I have not explored rock music that much.
0: Do you like listening to it? Oh, not so much. <laughs> <laughs> I'm pretty certain you don't like grudge music. You ever heard of that?
1: No, I have not heard of that.
0: That's when they're like yelling. Oh, yeah, at no.
1: <laughs> no, it makes my throat hurt.
0: Oh, yeah.
1: Being yeah. a vocalist.
0: Yeah, I can, I can And being classically assume.
1: trained. Th- things like that make my throat wow. hurt. Wow. <laughs> Yes, it's like (laughs) cringy. It's cringy just thinking about it, because to think
0: of like what they have to. I don't know. I never understood how they train themselves vocally to either do that, because it has to be very straining. Right. Um, I've heard of artists going on like vocal Mm rest and literally taking care of their voices the way they should. Right. And for a while, I just think nothing of it, and people would just automatically assume you just get up there and you perform and you're good, but you have a prep. Mm-hmm. And you have to do something before and after. Exactly. So what's your regimen?
1: It's not good. Don't take this advice at all. <laughs> <laughs> no. Um, it really depends on what I have to do. Mm-hmm. And um, that kind of goes back to the genre. Yeah. So especially when I was in college and I did a lot of classical and operatic singing, I had to be on a straight diet. Um, like... My acid reflux would kind of act up at night, so like no to- tomato-based sauces and mm. certain carbonated drinks, oh, it sucks. <laughs> um, fried foods, oh, like, man. <laughs> things like that. I had to kind of right. I had to kind of cut out of my diet um, so that my vocal cords would be their healthiest. Mm-hmm. Um, Making sure that you are definitely hydrated enough um, And getting enough rest and so now that I don't sing classically as much as I used to um, I've kind of slacked <laughs> I slacked up on my vocal hygiene, which I keep saying that I'm gonna do better. Yeah. and I'm gonna do better one day
0: <laughs>
1: but um no just like I said, just making sure that you're hydrated is the main thing. Um, mm-hmm. A lot of people think that if you just drink water on stage, um, then that's hydrating. But it that water that's going in actually is not affecting your voice at all at that moment. So, yeah. like, if you have a performance at 7 o'clock, you probably need to be hydrating at, like, noon mm-hmm. at the latest. Um, you know, just make sure that you're drinking plenty of water. Um... I do throat coat tea right before I sing um, Mm -hmm. hot tea with lemon Um, and making sure like if I have to sing the next day I try to make sure that I go to bed on time just so that I get my full rest and I'm not tired Mm -hmm. Um, the one one thing that um, is you know like you said people think you just get up there and sing (laughs) um but what's different about vocalists and instrumentalists is that you know you can get your drumsticks and play the drums you know no matter how you're feeling Mm -hmm. or you can you know go play keyboard or guitar whatever you know but for vocalists our instrument is our voice our instrument is our body so we have to make sure that we are in the best shape so that our voice (laughs) Is in the best shape. So, um, yeah, when you're tired, I mean, of course, there's tricks and things you can kind of do to get around it. But Mm. to have your, you know, best voice, put your best foot out there, you know, you have to make sure that your body has enough rest and enough hydration.
0: Yeah. It seems like there's a possible misunderstanding amongst probably people like me and others when it comes to uh, between men and women, because you all have to go through more physical changes Mm -hmm. than we do. And uh, I know a friend of mine mentioned that Alicia Keys' voice now is a lot different than it was before she had kids. Mm -hmm. And I thought that it would always stay the same. Right. But stuff like that happens. Very true. Now, do you feel pressured um, in preparation when you try to do stuff like this and trying to perform at your max level knowing that there may be some um, things that alter that like as far as your wellness
1: um pressure no um now when I was younger yes yeah. <laughs> definitely <laughs> um, it's you know you always you always want to put your best foot for it. You always want people to like you. You always yeah. want to feel like you have done your best. Um, and so, like when I was in college, you mentioned Alicia Keys, the example of Alicia Keys and her having a baby. So when I was in college, I had my daughter. And so um, I can remember before I got pregnant, one of the other teachers, she wasn't my direct teacher, but she um, was working at the university, and she said, oh, when you have a baby, you lose all of your top. Now I'm soprano. (laughs) So, you know, screaming high notes is what we do as sopranos. So once I got pregnant, I was very nervous. (laughs) Because I'm like, she made it seem like, you know, you won't be able to sing anymore. Mm -hmm. Um, Now, I did have to work very hard to get my voice back the way that it was before. Mm-hmm. Um, and it was challenging for me because like I said before, it was it's a gift. My voice, my singing is a gift from the Lord. It's not something that I ever had to work for. And so yeah. in college, after I had my baby and my voice teacher's like, you know, Well just do whatever you were doing in the practice rooms before. And I was like, I wasn't in the practice room before. I was just <laughs> coming in here and sing. So, I had to learn how to work at singing and yeah. get back to where I was. Um, and I really think that that experience um, in college kind of helped me now because, like I said, now i don't I don't feel the pressure because I know that you know, things happen and we're not, you know, not I'm gonna say eight times out of ten. A performer Like an actual person That does this Like constantly Eight times out of ten You're never You're not in your best voice yeah.
0: So every time I listen To a live performance um, For at least the ones That I've seen uh, Each artist Have been just Putting their all out there um, But we We take for granted uh, The artist's ability To do a immaculate performance um to us they're like wow they're flawless um, but to them they're like man I could I could do better and as a fellow artist I understand that so when I heard Jill Scott when I heard Maxwell uh, when I heard Marsha Ambrosius uh, I was like man they're killing it but to them they're like yo I could do better so I respect that I respect that Tara uh continue to listen to the latest episode of the glory in our stories. Uh, with Miss Tara Washington.
1: Because you're singing all the time and sometimes there's no time for rest or, you know, sometimes you gotta eat what's available. You can't eat bird food or you you just, you know, think in a perfect world, it would be great to always, you know, have the perfect circumstances. But what I learned in college from my voice teacher actually was that, you know, eight times out of ten, you're not gonna be in your best voice. You just learn those little tricks and those trades to kind of fake it till you make it and get through it and pray to the Lord that the people are blessed (laughs) (laughs) that's a
0: that's a true testament because when you're when you're younger your your world is is everything Mm -hmm. and all you see is a great sense of vanity right Mm -hmm. and you just feel worried about yourself Mm -hmm. and what you're going to portray to other people yeah um, I remember when I was in high school, I had to perform a poem, and mm-hmm. I was just going to read it. <laughs> I was just going to read it. it. was like three or four pages, and I was just going to read them. But the woman, the instructor, mm-hmm. the director of the talent show, she said, I think it would be better if you memorize it. Never did that before. Yeah. And I'm like, um, okay. So I memorized it. Midway, I lost my place. Gosh. But everybody on the outside thought it was a dramatic pause. Oh. So... I'm like Like this And from afar It looks like I'm crying But I wasn't <laughs> I was trying to Remember the poem And then I remember And I yeah. just kept going mm-hmm. So like you said It's not always Going to be the best Right um, But for us Who are in awe Of what you're doing mm. It looks like it's a part yeah. Like this is the way It's supposed to be um, Going back to What you were saying About this being your God given gift mm-hmm. Of course You know the Bible says Your, your gift will make room for you Man, How does that apply to you and through your personal experience
1: so it's funny that we're talking about this i actually just put up a live video on facebook talking about this um this year 2020 has really been um a year of stepping out of my comfort zone um and doing things that i've don't want to do (laughs) 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 I um, am the first to admit that I'm not that great at selling me Um, Mm -hmm. and so it has. It's been a challenge for me mm-hmm. to kind of put myself out there and you know say, hey, you know I'm a singer and if you need someone, you should call me or, you know, hey, I'm having a show, you should come or you know that's just it's never been my strong suit. Yeah. So this year has been um, my year. I said I'm going to do better.
0: Yeah.
1: And I have. I've been taking baby steps and it really has truly been showing to make room um, for me um you know whether it's just showing up at an event or you know somebody saying hey you should come sit in with our band or you know we're playing you should come and um you know by me coming I meet someone yeah. you know and they're like oh my god you're amazing you should come to this event you know and so mm-hmm. just by taking those small steps you know it's it's about showing god that Okay, I'm gonna do my part. Mm-hmm. I know you're gonna do your part, so let me show you. I'm gonna do my part, you yeah. know. And he meets you where mm-hmm. you are, yeah. and so that that's really been my my testimony this year. Just stepping out and saying, you know what, I have a gift. And a lot of times, you know, um, in the live video, I was talking about how you know we kind of compare our gifts. to other people so we were talking about you know my circle is full of singers amazing singers Mm -hmm. and you know for a long time i would always be like well i can't run like so-and-so or you know i can't (laughs) sing like so-and-so i don't sound like so-and-so you know and so these Upcoming months this year has been me really being comfortable in what I do have and what I what I am capable of doing and Still appreciating them Mm -hmm. because that's their gift But I have my own gift and just like I can't do what they can do. They can't do what I can do and um, You know just being confident in what I'm able to do and taking those steps out there and meeting people and talking to people and just You know, you never know what will happen or what doors will be open or what opportunities will be presented if you just, you know, smile and say, hey, I'm a singer.
0: Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. There's a a great sense of heroism in that. The reason being is because when you like if you look at all the iconic hero um, heroic lineups, you have this entourage of people with different abilities mm-hmm. and it's so easy to look at the next person too like, i can't do that right or oh, i can't do what's the, what's what's the name's doing over there right. but when you hone in on what you do have and you maximize it right it, it beautifies it and it makes it look easy and but it was something that was given to you and it's a natural right. ability um breaking those boundaries that we set for ourselves mm-hmm. I think is one of the biggest accomplishments because it's usually us keeping us back right. from what God has exactly. for us. And like you said, if I if I do if I take 5 steps, God would meet me mm-hmm. exactly right there cuz that's usually that's all he's waiting on. Right. Cuz everything that we are supposed to receive mm-hmm. is available and it's accessible. Right. We just have to reach for it, like right. you said. So um, so how do you um, what, what opportunities do you take to encourage other people? Like, do you find yourself in the company of younger um, artists who were probably at a place that you were previously and you were able to impart some experience or wisdom upon them?
1: Um, yes. So, um, I love children <laughs> most of the time. <laughs>
0: That's an honest answer
1: Yes Most of the time Um, But yes One particular um, Girl comes to mind She's a junior In high school She Mm -hmm. sings with um, A Middle school And high school group Called Creative Impressions Mm -hmm. I was a member When I was in High school Um, And so Every chance I get, I go and volunteer. Sit in on rehearsals, and so she's my little mentee. Um, she's like my little mini me, yeah. and um, you know, I find myself—I see a lot of myself in her.
0: Yeah.
1: Um, and she is amazing. Like, she opens her mouth to say, and I'm like, "You're a kid!" Like,
0: <laughs>
1: she's so amazing. I love her so much. Um, but I find myself giving her little tidbits or advice um whether she asked for it or not (laughs) um only because i wish that someone did that for me (laughs) and because i see so much of myself in her um i kind of look at it as my 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 second chance (laughs) <laughs> a second chance at life. If I can help her,
0: <laughs> yeah, I'd... she
1: won't, you know, make the same mistakes that I did. Mm-hmm. Or, you know, of course, everybody's gonna make their own mistakes. But, you know, maybe some of the mistakes <laughs> she can save herself from.
0: <laughs> yeah. Now, do you do you address this? Um like address the relationship that you have with your daughter the same way? Or is that completely Most different? Most definitely.
1: Um, yes. And every day is is something new. It's a learning experience. Um, the thing about my daughter is I definitely don't try to push myself on her. Mm-hmm. So I, it's very hard. <laughs> or not hard. But you have to be very conscious of not Trying to make your children go down the path that you went, but I had to remember that she's her own person. She's a little person and she has opinions and she has, you know, things that she likes and doesn't like. And um, luckily for me, she loves music. (laughs) (laughs) She loves me. Very musical, baby. So, um, so I kind of let her find her own way and then once I see what she has taken interest in then I kind of nurture her and so we do have singing battles in the car
0: sometimes
1: (laughs) um or you know she'll be singing something from from choir rehearsal and I'll harmonize with her to see if she can hold her note or whatever so like I said I'm very blessed that she is musical because I was going to be very sad if she was <laughs> but she is but she's musical but she also loves other things and mm-hmm. so I try to nurture all of those things that she loves until she finds that one thing that she's like okay this is this is my thing because right now she likes to sing she loves to dance she's a very good artist she loves to draw mm-hmm. her new thing is basketball so um <laughs> And she loves to read. Very smart. She loves learning. So, you know, we don't. I don't really know. And she's only six, so she's yeah. got time to figure out her thing. But I definitely try to nurture all of them, mm-hmm. um, so that I'm not pushing my passions on her, so she can figure out her own passion.
0: Yeah. If you haven't heard already, my chapbook titled Resignation is out for order. Just go to Lulu.com, an online publishing company. Type in Calvin Pennywell Jr and there it is this chat book consists of literary illustrations of my journey through manhood over the last decade the book launch took place on february 22nd at eubora coffee in downtown augusta so go check out this local cafe for some solid coffee brewing follow me on facebook and instagram for details concerning the future be inspired and be helpful to others and now back to the episode that's what my my mom has been doing to us is um like, like God, uh, meeting us where we're at, mm-hmm. and I know it can be just from the child perspective. I know right. it can be very difficult when your child is in front of you and you gave birth to them, and they are a part of you, and they've inherited aspects of mm-hmm. you uh, biologically, and um, even probably mentally or psychologically. Right. And you're like, this This is a part of me, but mm-hmm. at the same time, eventually, they're going to end up doing what they want to right. do and have it. But having that consistent support mm-hmm. you know that evolves from love it helps exactly a lot
1: yeah
0: it helps a lot and i'm glad that you're <laughs> you're doing that not only with your daughter but with other people who are going through these paths of life and if you can possibly prevent them right. from hitting those potholes right. why not and that's one thing mom kept saying she said i didn't i didn't have in reference to my mom, so i didn't have anybody mm-hmm. to do what i'm doing for you right so I'm going to step in as much as I can. Yeah. And it's it's a privilege. It's a privilege as a child. Yes. To receive that. Um, so in reference to. And I, I was thinking about this. While I was thinking. So what did. I'm not sure if you answered it already. Okay. What does music do for you. Personally.
1: Oh, Music is. Life. <laughs> <laughs> um, it is a way to be me.
0: Yeah.
1: Um it is a way to communicate with people and um it gives me a voice. <laughs> um and it lets people see me and see my heart.
0: Yeah.
1: Um I can be misunderstood <laughs> sometimes. <laughs> <laughs> um you know, my, I just have a Different kind of personality <laughs> That some people don't agree with All the time But music is a way For me to Express All the feelings mm-hmm. That I feel That I may not want to talk about Or yeah. may not have anybody to talk about With mm-hmm. or to Um but music is—it's um, a way to get all those feelings out, and it's a way to change people's emotions and their yeah. feelings. And so, you know, a lot of times, or sometimes, you know, you may be at a loss of words. You know, someone may be sad, or they may be upset, or even if they're happy, you know, and you don't necessarily know what to say yeah. <laughs> to them. But sometimes I find myself just singing. (laughs) You just sing. You know, when you listen to music, you know, you have like this catalog of music in your mind. And, you know, I don't know if your fiance does this, but you might say something and she'll just start singing.
0: Yep. (laughs) Yep. Every single time. Most of the time it's a Disney song. But, yeah.
1: So, you know, to me, that is that is what music is to me is it a way to to communicate to people in a way for them to see me and to really see my heart so it took me a while kind of what we're talking about before about breaking that barrier that we have set for ourselves so you know like i said compare myself to my friends compare myself to people that i see on facebook or whatever and then you know i was just in a conversation with someone and I had this revelation and I was like, you know I I do something different and that's okay. <laughs> you know, I don't I don't have to do what they're doing. I don't have to fit this mold mm-hmm. that Augusta has made. Yeah. You know, I don't have to do these certain things. I don't have to, you know, go to certain venues or do a particular whatever. I can do music that feels good to me. Mm-hmm. and people will still receive it and, and you know that, that is, has really been my biggest struggle is being comfortable in not doing what's popular yeah. <laughs> or what is common mm-hmm. you know it's like everybody's doing that I should be doing that too and then it's like mm. no because I like singing music that feels good to me and so when it feels good to me then when I sing it it feels good to other people. Yes, exactly. And um, so that's been that. That's what music is.
0: And it sounds like it's home. It's, when you're up there. It sounds like it's home for you. Yeah. Um. And then you make a good point because when you all are enjoying what you're doing, mm-hmm. it radiates, and we as an audience we feel that. Especially when it's a song that like a classic. Mm-hmm. Like I love this song, and to have an artist convey it, right? Almost similar. To its original form, mm-hmm. it that's why it's able to take us back yeah. years. Like I remember where I was and what I was doing when I first heard this. Um, I remember um, with Anita Baker. My mom has always listened to her,
1: mm-hmm.
0: but when you're a child, it's just a song. Right. When you get older, you start experiencing mm-hmm. life. Yeah. When you hear Anita <laughs> can say, "I want to know what good love feels like," yep. I was like, "That's how I felt at 18." Yeah. Like I, I feel that, yeah. and it hit It hit me so hard. So ever since then, I just started listening to what she was saying because it was relevant right. to to what I was experiencing. Mm-hmm. So, um, but I, as a as a listener, I do appreciate you all being vulnerable. And I know it's not the easiest thing to do, but being vulnerable—that's right. um, there's a relief in that because it reminds us I'm not the only one feeling this mm-hmm. way. Um. So what? What is... Uh, so when you're up there, but you ever still get stage fright sometimes? Or excited? <laughs> all or? the time.
1: <laughs> yes, all the time. Um, but, you know, I think that the moment that you don't get nervous mm-hmm. is when you should stop.
0: <laughs> <laughs>
1: you have gotten too comfortable. Yeah. And that's mm-hmm. a very dangerous place <laughs> to be. Um, yeah. I have... Um, I'm always nervous.
0: Oh, man. I'm I'm nervous right now. (laughs) I'm
1: not even singing. (laughs) But, um, yeah, I I get nervous. um, And I'm a bit of a perfectionist. Mm. And so show days never go like they should. (laughs) So I'm always like freaking out. And I'm like, you know, what if people don't come? Or, you know, what if. Something else with the sound, or what if I leave something at home? You know, it's just, I'm always like going through the what ifs, <laughs> all the bad things that could happen. I'm thinking about it, yeah. but um, I do, I do get nervous. I do get I don't, I don't know if stage. I don't know if I would say it's stage fright, but it's definitely anxiety. <laughs> um, but once the music starts. And, you know, once I've seen that first note, I mean, of course, a million things are going through my mind, mm-hmm. um, but it just, it feels good, you know, it's, it's it is exciting, it's, yeah. and it's liberating, you know, it's just yeah. stage, being on stage is literally like being at home for mm-hmm. me, um, and I had someone tell me <laughs> a couple of days ago, um, she said, it's like you're a whole nother person almost.
0: <laughs>
1: and you know, on stage you can be free. You can be yourself and don't have to worry about people judging you or saying the right thing or saying the wrong thing or laughing when you're supposed to laugh. You know, all those social cues and things like that that, yeah. you know, you always have to think about or be conscious of. Are you offending somebody or being offended by somebody or whatever? You don't worry about that on stage. You can just get lost in the music.
0: <laughs> <laughs> Literally. Literally. And yes. It's, and it's a fun place to be. It's, yeah. it's a nice. It's a nice pocket. I like that. Because um, I remember recently, over the last few years, I've gotten comfortable with my my writing style. Because mm-hmm. I used to think that I wasn't black enough. And what is that? Exactly. <laughs> exactly and I I I remember telling myself I said you're black that's your experience (laughs) and there are many different shades many different walks yep and being exposed to those very perspectives is healthy Mm -hmm. because you become aware of something you weren't aware of before right so in the sense of you performing music that feels good to you, yes. I realized that I was like, I need to start writing in a way that's I like mm-hmm. and whoever receives it is meant for them to receive exactly. it, even if it isn't from the masses. Um, and I think I forgot I was about to ask you, um, man, it slipped my tongue. But okay, in the stage of R&B, considering 2020, mm-hmm. do you think there's anything lacking in the mainstream music that... Real R&B. <laughs> <laughs>
1: um, real R&B. Yeah. I don't... I mean... I can't think of an artist... And let me give this disclaimer. Yeah. I don't listen to a lot of... Music. <laughs>
0: Oh, it's my current music. Current, yeah. Current I don't either. Music. I'm, I'm being I honest. Don't, I don't.
1: Yeah, I don't listen to a lot of current music, um, but I don't know of any artists that are R and B artists. <laughs> Everybody's kind of like poppy yeah. or like rap singing. Hmm. Um, I mean, her is the R and B. SZA. Yeah. I guess it's R&B but um, I think it's just missing R&B and maybe I'm just old
0: <laughs> <laughs>
1: you know maybe I just miss good you know music talking about being in love and you know being heartbroken or I just think it's all kind of poppy it's no real like singing singing like we don't have no real singers. Like we don't have no singers. Yeah. What a singers say. <laughs> <laughs> mm.
0: How do you um and this is your opinion, how do you feel about Beyonce overall as a as an artist? I'm just curious.
1: <sighs> so at one point in life I was a diehard Beyonce fan. Mm. I had every Beyonce CD, every Beyonce DVD, Beyonce posters on my wall. <laughs> <laughs> I loved Beyonce. Mm-hmm. Um, at some point in growing up, um, I stopped. <laughs> yeah.
0: I'm
1: not going to say I'm not a Beyonce fan. I'm not a Beyonce hater. I'm not a Beyonce fan either. Um I respect her for her um, as being a performer yeah she's an excellent performer she puts on a great show Um, and there are some of her songs that I really I do like Um, but I think that there has been a shift from her being a singer to a performer or being um, yeah, going from being a singer to a performer. And um, I actually was having a conversation with someone recently about this, about singers versus performers. And there yeah. are very few people who do both.
0: Yeah.
1: Um, and so I think now, you know, when you go to her performances or you see her live performances, it's, it's about the experience and it's not so much about the vocals. She can sing.
0: Yeah.
1: You know, I don't think that that's gone anywhere, however, I think more of her focus has gone towards the performance and the experience that people get when they come versus good music
0: yeah, yeah I agree that's the uh that's the feel I got from Jill Scott man she came out in this I think it's is it, I think it's called a kimono um, mm-hmm. and she had this her attire on and I guess they had a fan down there or something it was just blowing and she literally graced. The stage, and she had her backup singers. I think she called them the Pipes. He <laughs> uh, yeah, had the the drummer, mm-hmm. and man, she was. She just, I was like, oh my, this is She's this amazing. is. A, that I was, hope to
1: see her next month. Hopefully, someone buys me tickets. <laughs> <laughs> Buy me a ticket to see Joe Scott.
0: <laughs> uh, I think uh NDRR is going to be in Atlanta, if not, I think next month actually. Really? My, yeah, my well, sister. Well, Joe
1: Scott's going to be in Augusta. Where? At the Bell. It's her 20th anniversary show. I want to say it's like April 13th. Maybe it's March 13th. It's either April or March.
0: We ain't going because we broke. <laughs> but, if I had some money.
1: Maybe someone would buy us some tickets. I hope me so. And <laughs> some
0: tickets. Please, man. <laughs> Jill, Jill Scott and Augusta. Yes. Because Maxwell was here last year. Yeah. And... But Jill Scott,
1: yes, she's gonna be here. Someone buy me a ticket, man. <laughs> buy me a ticket. <laughs>
0: <laughs> but um, I'm gonna ask you this this last question. But before I say that, um, I think it's um, it's I think it's purely amazing. Like I said before, seeing that you are continuously going at it, and when we do step outside of our comfort zones, mm-hmm. we end up being exposed to things about us, right we didn't know before and sometimes it's frightening the Mm -hmm. light thing this and that's when you realize this isn't me right that's that's him Mm -hmm. and like you said getting on stage and I I still get scared sometimes I get the jitters but when I get behind that mic Mm -hmm. or I'm opening my my book or about to read something I'm like this is what he created me to do right why not give it the very best Mm -hmm. I have. my last question would be from as far back as you can remember to even now. What would you say is the glory in your story?
1: I think that the glory in my story would be that if I can do it, anybody can do it. Mm-hmm. So I have <laughs> I have been through a lot personally Mm. um from losing a baby to having a baby (laughs) to being 30 I'm not married I'm single (laughs) to um you know and I mean everybody has ups and downs Mm. um to you know surviving a head-on collision Mm. and learning how, how to walk again and all these different things that have transpired in life and, you know, literally there were times where I was just like, you know, well, you know, life is over, I'm never singing again, <laughs> or, you know, or I had I had plans. You know, after yeah. college, I wanted to go to grad school in Boston and study music and be a singer. And, um, you know, but I had a little baby before I graduated undergrad so you can't just pick up an infant and
0: <laughs> move
1: halfway across the nation you know
0: yeah. so
1: um there were things that I thought that were setbacks or that for a long time I used as a crutch or a reason why I couldn't do things and they definitely make things harder yeah <laughs> um but I have been blessed with some amazing people in my corner mm-hmm. and my support system who push me and say, you know, it's all I watch Cadence, you know, while you go to the show or, you know, they'll send me, you know, little flyers about auditions or shows or whatever or they hear about somebody looking for live music or they'll you know say hey come sing sing at my show or you know i'm having this you should come or whatever you know and so <clears throat> i feel like if if i can do it <laughs> literally anybody <laughs> can do it you know because i i i never felt like i was the best singer i never felt like <laughs> you know i should do it or i could do it or whatever but when I sing people are moved Mm -hmm. and so that makes me feel like I don't have a choice Uh, (laughs) but to do it
0: yeah
1: you know I who am I to hold back that gift from people that you know that could be their blessing you know their blessing could be in hearing a song or seeing me make it you know um and a lot of times we see what we have going on we see our trials or our valley moments or you know our struggles and but to the world you know they they see it as You doing it. You know, you're doing the dang thing. (laughs) You know, they don't see all of those those troubling moments or those insecure or vulnerable moments that we're having. They don't see that. They Mm. see us posting on social media or they (laughs) see us, you know, getting on the stage and singing. They don't know, you know, what happened five minutes before the show started or, you know, they don't know what it took to get that post. On Facebook, or they don't know, you know, all of the the hurdles and things that we had to go through to get there, they just see the end result. And, you know, honestly, just hearing people how moved they are by my music and my voice, um, it's just amazing. And it's just like,
0: Really? <laughs> it's
1: like me. Yeah. <laughs> like when you message me about you know doing this, I'm like, you want to interview me? <laughs> <laughs> but um, but yeah, I think that that's that will be the glory in my story is if if I can do it, then anybody
0: can. <laughs> <laughs> well, I I appreciate you sharing your experience. Yes. Um, that's what I want to do is provide. An opportunity for people to actually speak on where they were, where you are, and where you plan on going. Um, what uh, social media platforms people can contact you at?
1: <clears throat> so I am on Facebook and Instagram um, as at TaraSings08. Um, my YouTube page. Good luck finding it.
0: <laughs>
1: the easiest way is to go to my website, which is tarthings 08com and then you can click on the links. So you can click on the Facebook link, YouTube link, Instagram link, and it'll take you to those pages. Um, that's probably the easiest.
0: <laughs> <laughs> well, uh, Miss Washington, thank you for your time. Yes. I really appreciate it. Uh, for those of you who are listening, this is... The latest episode of The Glory in Our Stories with Miss Tara Washington. Yo, thank you for listening. Tune in next time for the latest episode of The Glory in Our Stories.